From diplomacy to personal visions, we bring you inspirational stories of foreign ambassadors and diplomats across Thailand. Here on Radio Thailand FM 88, this is the Ambassador. Good morning, สวัสดีค่ะ Welcome to the Ambassador, a weekly program that invites foreign ambassadors to share their insights of diplomatic careers, their lives and visions. Broadcasting every Saturday from 8 to 8:30 a.m. on Radio Thailand FM ADH. I am Sukanda Gawanurak. Today we are focusing on Germany, exploring long-standing diplomatic ties between Germany and Thailand, and the views of the German ambassador to Thailand, His Excellency Greg Schmidt. Now, Kun Wanachai Jiti Wong interview him on this matter. This week edition of the Ambassador, we'll be focusing on Germany and all interesting aspects of her relations with Thailand. I had opportunities to speak with His Excellency Gerd Schmidt, the German Ambassador to the Kingdom of Thailand. Hello, good morning, สวัสดีครับสวัสดีครับ It's a pleasure to have you with us. As many of us may know, it's been centuries that Germany has been a long-standing development partner of Thailand. Could you illustrate some uh, meaningful cooperative efforts between both sides that were crucial to Thailand's development pathway? Actually, next year we're going to celebrate 160 years of official relations between Thailand and Germany. And uh, if you look back, Germany has been a partner for Thailand's modernization for a long, long time. If you go, things better. Okay. <laughs> if 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 you go back, like in in the early. Uh, in the late uh, 19th century, early 20th century, you will find a lot of German technology, knowledge transfer, the whole issue of railway, um, the whole issue of electrification, uh, a lot of knowledge transfer in terms of uh, uh, medicine, doctors, so engineers. That's been a part of Thailand, and it's a part that I think we can both Thais and Germans be very proud about. But it didn't stop there. So if you fast forward to the 1960s and 70s, there are many areas. For instance, the Goethe Cultural Institute was established in the 60s, and now is the third largest worldwide. So I have been training so many people in German language and culture as well. You have a lot of German visitors. Not now with SARS-CoV-2, but under normal circumstances, about 800,000 people who visit every year. Uh, we have a large German community here, about 30,000 who live here. And as a partner for modernization, um, I think it's important because we have been involved in many areas. Uh, if you look at vocational training, um, getting people not just the university education, but hands-on on-the-job training, and some of the efforts are still ongoing. If I look at, we have uh, a railway partnership now because uh, uh, Germany has high technology. We know how to build railways for a long, long time. And uh, other areas, for instance, climate change and how energy transition can be generated. Uh, Germany is Thailand's largest partner in climate change projects. Sustainability has been a prominent area for German-Thai cooperation in recent years. Germany's energy and transport sectors are well known for its technological advancement. It would be nice for Thailand to learn from uh, Germany's success in advocating sustainability in these two sectors. 
how much progress has been made so far and how successful it has been? I think a lot of success because Thailand has ambitious goals and just setting these policy goals is, is already quite something. So Thailand has a national commitment and we work together in all levels. We work together with policy makers, um, exchanging ideas, telling them look this worked in Germany. It might work in Thailand but it might not work and this is very important because energy transition and climate change is something that really requires a complete overhaul of the way we produce and consume. Uh, on a second level, we try to do model projects. So we try to show together with Thai partners, how can this work in practice? I visited, for instance, a Nama rice farming uh, project where you can say you use less energy, less methane emissions, and you make even more money. And so the rice farmers will say, wow, this is very good for us. The Ambassador. So now we, we have a major event here, moving and powering the future. Could you tell us about the key objectives of this event? It is basically to attract more attention to the, the complexity uh, of uh, the energy transition that we're in. We're in the middle of a huge revolution without knowing it. This is not with pictures of people going on barricades and storming this and that, but it's a revolution that's going to affect our lives. And it's an important revolution because if we don't change the way we produce and consume energy, um, all the scientists are telling us that the climate will change in a way which is very harmful. Thailand is within the 10 most affected countries from climate change and risky. So it's not just something that's going to happen in some distant future. We can feel it if the rains are not there or if they're irregular, farmers suffer. Um, Bangkok is at risk of flooding if weather gets very exchanged. So this is a concrete risk today. In addition to that, we have pollution, PM 2.5. So there's a mix between like environmental protection and climate change, but the two are interrelated. So this exhibition wants to show that everybody can have a part in it. Every day we work with our wallet. Every day we decide what kind of products we buy, how we go from A to B, how much aircon do we use? And many people say, oh my God, it's all about using less and less. No, it's using it in a smarter way. And to see people have to be a part of it, a very important part of it. Um, because this cannot be decided from the top. The government cannot tell us, you must do this, you must do that, you must do that. On the other hand, the government has to set a framework. Companies play an important role because they have to make it work in business. And, and very often our market price don't really reflect the actual environmental cost. I give you an example, like a plastic, a one-pound plastic bag that we use only once in the 7-Eleven. And even before we leave the 7-Eleven, we already throw it away. And who pays for the disposal of it? So if the market prices, if they reflect the actual costs, then I think the market would work in a very different way. And of course, science has to play an important role because we need to have new technologies, new materials uh, in order to actually uh, get much better when it comes to transforming the only external energy form that we have, solar energy, into all kinds of other energies. What do you find fascinating being a diplomat? Tell us about yourself and your career as a diplomat. I have been in this job for more than 20 years now and I think it's, 
it offers a unique perspective to learn a lot about different countries, different cultures, because in order to be a successful diplomat, you need to understand your host country. But it also offers you a good chance to learn about your own country. And in a way, you're forced to be a bridge. With one leg, I have to stand firmly in Germany and in German culture. And with the other leg, I have to stand here now in Thailand. And I had the chance to live in different countries. I had postings in Japan, in Sri Lanka, and in Mali. And uh, for my student years, I was in China for a long time. And this all helps to see the world from very different perspectives. I enjoy it. Could you share with us observations about Thailand and Thai people you find interesting? I think it's very fascinating how Thai people have absorbed different cultural influences and made it into something unique. If I look at the long-tail boats, um, they, they, they're born out of necessity, I was told, when the uh, truck engines were there. Uh, so it's, it's like Thai people then took it and built it into something, but they make them look very Thai in a way. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. And, and I see a lot of cultural appropriation that, that people have taken things from Chinese culture, from Indian culture, from Khmer culture, but they have created something uniquely Thai about it. So Thai people should be self-confident and open that Thailand is a very multicultural place with many languages. There are Thai people who speak Khmer as well. There are Thai people who speak Bahasa Melayu as well. So I think Thailand should be proud of this and it's a good preparation for a globalized world. Lastly, what aspects about Germany would you like Thai people to know more to promote better understanding between your country and Thailand? I think it's very interesting to see the modern Germany. I began with about 160 years, but Germany at that time is very different from Germany now. And we couldn't be what we are if we hadn't had European integration. We opened the borders, we tried to share sovereignty with other countries. We had a history in Europe of wars with our neighboring countries uh, and we have stopped that. We have decided enough is enough. We have to, and the neighbors also reached out their hands for reconciliation. Uh, and I'm very thankful that the neighbors did that to Germany after what Germany has done to the neighbors. And this is in history, in European history, it's a very unusual period. We have 70 years of peace within the EU. And uh, to see that and to realize that, yes, this is Germany, but Germany could never be Germany on its own because Germany interacts with the neighboring countries and there's a lot of changes. So Germany is becoming more European, but maybe Europe is also becoming more German. Thank you for your time. Thank you very much. Germany has a long history of relationship with Thailand. For centuries, the country has been Thailand's major development partner. Germany today remains eager to support Thailand's pathway towards sustainable development. It is obvious that both countries can thrive on today's challenges. And that's it for the program today. Thank you for listening. We will be back next week with insights of diplomatic lives and inspiration from foreign ambassadors. You can catch up the rest of our edition at podcast RTH World with the podbean.com and follow us at Facebook fan page FMADH Radio Thailand to discover other news and programs. Goodbye for now. Enjoy the rest of the day. Sawadika.
Bangkok's one and only all English news and music station, Radio Thailand FM 88.